Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. The Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us a part of your day. We're going to talk to Ron Boone coming up here momentarily. Uh, I'm just trying to make my through, way through um, a piece right now in The Athletic, uh, Gordon, uh, that uh, has an interview with Andy Williams talking about Deloy Hansen. We're going to have to get in, into this a little bit later on in the 5 o'clock hour. Some pretty some pretty alarming stuff, actually. So stay tuned. Uh, stay tuned. We'll get into that uh, a little bit uh, later on. But right now, let's go ahead and jump out to the Sprint special guest line. Joining us, of course, he's the analyst on the radio broadcast and... Part of the television pre and post game coverage for the Utah Jazz return to play is our good friend Ron Boone. How's it going, Ron? Not bad at all, guys. What's going on with you? Hey, you we. Guys, sorry, are you what? fighting today? Are you friends today? What's going on with? You? <laughs> We've been pretty friendly, Gordon. What uh, What do you think? We've been all right today, right? Go ahead and play it, uh, Austin. I'm, I'm, <laughs> no, I'm, we don't I'm, need I'm, to play it. I'm anything. waiting for it. I'm waiting for it. You know, every once in a while, Jake uh, sees. Sees sees it right, you know. I'd agree okay. with you, Gordon. But then we'd both be right. I hate that drop. Booner, <laughs> uh, before we jump into everything with you, I I've got to give you a compliment that you between running from radio to TV and back again, man, you're getting your exercise. You're getting your steps in. You know, thank goodness there's no fans and the elevator is right there. Uh, otherwise, I probably wouldn't make it. You know, but the elevator is usually right there. Uh, I can get up there and get mic'd up and ready to go. But if the, if the season went started and there were fans, I don't know if I could make it at all. Well, it, yeah. it, you look great on TV, and, of course, you, you and Locke are, are always terrific together. So uh, yeah. great work and a tremendous compliment to you, of course. But uh, look, we want to talk to you about, of course, what's going on, Booner. And what was your reaction yesterday as we were watching uh, the, the whole story unfold throughout the afternoon, starting with the Milwaukee Bucks? Uh, walk us through it. What are your thoughts? Well, like everyone else, and I think most uh, ex-players and, and most of the players that are still in the bubbles, I, I, I totally agree with them. I support them for the most part. Uh, I was a little upset and, and couldn't understand why they would want to postpone the playoff. But uh, thank goodness that the meeting this morning and, you know, everyone can, took into consideration of everyone around them that's going to be hurt with them not playing. And, you know, we're going to see some more basketball. Ron, what do you make of uh, the way Donovan Mitchell has emerged, both as a leader with some of his strong statements as far as uh, you know racial justice in this country, but also on the court? Or do you think the two are correlated because he's maturing as a man, or what do you think is going on? I definitely that's the case right there. He is matured as a as a man. Uh, he definitely has an opinion, uh, and it's a strong opinion. Uh, play on the floor is, is unbelievable. I mean, it, the, his growth from the first year to the to the year to the third year has been he's jumped into that stardom role to the point where he's talked about uh, the Utah Jazz but then it's Donovan Mitchell. I mean, and, and the way he's playing right now, he just put this, show, this team on his shoulders and he's playing very, very well. Um, and 
you know, 37 points a ball game right now, that, that's nothing to, to sneeze about. Buddha, we've talked a lot about uh, Donovan emerging as a leader, as, as Gordon just asked you. And Gordon and I kind of got into the weeds on a discussion earlier today about uh, leadership on a on a team. Is does the the, the ultimate leader? You know, it's it's Michael Jordan's team or Isaiah Thomas's team. Does the does the does the leader on a great team have to be the best player? Uh, no, it, it does not. He has to be respected. Um, and when you respect it, then you, you become the leader. When, 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 uh, when you speak, uh, then and the rest of your teammates uh, respond to what you're talking about, and they respect what you're saying. Then that's when you you become a leader. And I think right now that you, you can see that in Donovan. I mean, you look at it uh, Conley in the league now. If he came in in 2007, and you would think that you know he would be uh, the leader. Uh, but you know it's been it's been for the most part it, it's been uh, Donovan Mitchell strictly because uh, what he says makes sense uh, and he has the, the platform uh, the the power uh, to make some of the comments that he makes and and the decisions that he's made that you know I think the rest of his team look for look for him to uh, to be that leader and and, and for that respect. Booner, I've always had uh, great respect for your opinion and the way you handle yourself uh, on uh, off-the-court issues. I'm curious to know, have you spoken out on, on what's going on in this country, and uh, what, what are your thoughts as it pertains to the, those things? Gordon, um, I have um, spoken out. I uh, Don't forget, I was raised in the 60s uh, when you know, civil rights was... Um, very strong, um, and right now I am, for the most part, outspoken. I, I, I support everything that's going on with with um, uh, with Black Lives Matters. Um, I because I've seen it all, um, and I, I really think that you know there's, there's got to be changes, and, and you know I, I don't condone. I don't agree with all the rioting and the burning and, the, and all that kind of stuff. We saw that stuff back in the 60s, you know, and, and it didn't do any good then. It's not going to do anything now. But I, I, I really support uh, what the players are doing and and, um, and Gordon, and, and that's it. I mean, I, I've seen it all. Booner, I, I how would you, <laughs> you, you operate here in Utah, you've been here, you've made it your home. But for white people who haven't had the experiences that some black individuals face in this country, how would you explain it to them so that they can understand? Well, they, you know, I think it, it's been said correctly. I think Kalapari said it uh, just the other day about how most white people grow up privileged uh, and, and it's not, they don't have to be rich. To be to grow up privileged, it's just that being uh, you know white, you grow up privileged because you don't face the the things that most people of color face. Uh, and, and until you can stand or walk in those in those shoes and see exactly you know what they're what's being done or what's being said and that type of thing, then then you really don't know. Uh, my advice is to start educating yourself, start learning, uh, start. You know, reading about some of the, the the problems that most people of color have had over the years, and and 
and what it's like now. I mean, how much has it changed since then? You know, that type of thing. And it, it's um, it, sometimes it, it just gets kind of frustrating, you know, to hear some of the uh, some of the comments that are made when you, when uh, you, you're looking at it with from one side and you're not looking at it from from a, a people of color's point of view. What do you think about the um, evolution of the voice of the athlete, Ron? Uh, you've been around the NBA for a long, long time now. Uh, you know, player, broadcaster, and. And it, it seems to me that uh, the voice has never been louder or more listened to uh, from athletes. And that's not the case in all leagues either. You know, we've seen the NFL obviously have its difficulty with the difference in opinion between ownership and players. But what do you, what do you think about the evolution of the player voice? I, 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 I'm, I really like it. And, and the reason I say really like it, because it's just not the NBA anymore. You know, you, you've seen baseball, you've seen soccer, you've seen football. I mean, everyone is starting uh, starting to speak out. So the power of sports uh, and, and the power of, of, of some of the superstars of the, that are in sports, you know, people are starting to, to pay, pay attention to. So, uh, you know, do we miss sports? Absolutely, we miss sports. But, you know, you can tell that the players now in Orlando with the platform that they have, uh, the cameras and, and the microphones and the newspapers, everything's right there in their face. They can uh, they can make statements and, and show exactly you know where they where they stand. Uh, it's it's a trying time right now, you know, and and uh, we just have to support and try to make changes ourselves. Even I think African American people of color as well. You guys, it's. it's uh, on talk shows, I mean, everything, all of these things have to be done differently in order to uh, to make the change, I think, that, that should be in this country. And, Booner, it goes way beyond just uh, police violence, right? I mean, this, we're talking Absolutely. about, da- we're talking about yeah. day-to-day living, and this is why I think it's, you have made your home here and you have expressed this and it's so valuable, I think, for people who, who haven't had the experiences that you've had to know about it. I interviewed an athlete and this is what he said. And I want to get your thought to it. He said, it's not just the shooting, the killing. It's the intimidation factor. It's being diminished as a human being, that constant pressure. If you're black, there is no benefit of the doubt. Um what, what, how do you react to that? Well, it, he's absolutely right. Why? Because uh, when you're a, a person of color, you feel like you're always defending yourself. You, you feel like um, um, you have to answer to, well, we'll just use the policeman as an example. I'm sure we can use other people. But it, it's like you, your opinion doesn't count, you know, that, that type of thing. Uh, it, it's it's systematic racism, you know, that that uh, people of color face uh, so often. Um, and I don't know who made those comments to you, but those are very well said. I mean, that was uh, very well said. Booner, if uh, you would forgive me for lightening the mood just a little bit before we let you go, but I've got to ask this question, because you did a show with Gordon back in the day, and it was a morning show. What was Gordon like in the mornings? You know, I was half asleep most of the time. I, I really couldn't. <laughs> I think the Gordon that you see now was exactly the Gordon back then, and, and 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 probably more educated as far as basketball and sports is concerned. Um, 
<laughs> you know, sometimes I would kind of get a little bored and fall asleep or something. You know? <laughs> oh boy, that's the truth. <laughs> I tell you, back then, one time I think I got upset with Gordon one time, and and, and um, I've, I've never been a big fan of talk shows, especially back then, because you know most of the talk shows were like negative, and the I just just wasn't a, a real big fan. But I remember John Stockton probably had one of the best games of his life: twenty-eight points, probably twenty assists. And he was just dominating the ball game. And Gordon Monson said, but Don, he had 10 turnovers. I said, Gordon, <laughs> what the? <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> you know, oh, he, man. Com- he complains about turnovers to this day. Nothing yeah. changes. It's, it, it's a weak point. I, I just have a hard time with that one stat, uh, Booner. But I remember I remember that day that Booner got mad because Booner didn't get mad. Booner is, uh, you're the most well-tempered person, but, but you don't mess with Booner. You know, you don't disagree respect the man that's and i found that out i interrupted him one time and that's Uh-oh. when you got that's when you got mad booner i stepped on <laughs> i stepped on you and you didn't like it and you let me know in no uncertain terms i've never i can't remember what i did yesterday but i remember that comment and so i remember it so well that i step on jake all the time you know <laughs> you know I just step all over him but anyway yeah, yeah, and unlike was, unlike booner i have zero self-respect and i just let you do it it, it was <laughs> booner it was a it was a privilege and pleasure doing that show with you back in the day when you you put up with dj and me and kevin and me like we were a couple of kids who just needed a, a little direction every once in a while That's well i think sometimes you know we would come back off the road we'd probably get in you know i'd probably get in to bed at two in the morning or something like that and then you know seven o'clock in the morning i got to look at you guys and and that was, that was you know that wasn't that much fun you know but, but talk shows are different now and and i you know kind of enjoy listening to them now but you know back then i just wasn't a big fan of talk radio well, I got to tell you, I wasn't in the biz at the time, Booner, but I loved the uh, JB portion of MJB in the morning. I thought it was great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brother. All right, guys. Thanks, Booner. You're the best. All right. Thank you, guys. Take care. That's our friend Ron Boone, of course, uh, radio analyst alongside David Locke on the radio broadcast. But uh, during the return, Gordon, he's been he's been doing pregames with the Lemma, hustling down to do radio with David. And then hustling back up to do post games, so he's been doing a little double duty, and and of course, in in true Ron Boone fashion, doing a great job. And as one of my daughters informed me once, the prettiest eyes in the business. <laughs> wow, I think it's it's probably that's probably less creepy coming from your daughter. Yeah, well, I didn't say it. <laughs> well, you did because Austin has tape of it now, so we got that. Oh, that's great. Nice. Next time Ron's on, that's how we're introducing oh, Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Make sure you include the part from my daughter. Oh, no. Uh, oh, no. I don't think I got that part. <laughs> the tape cut out. Yeah, weird. That's strange. I, I, got through a really a tunnel, feel, I got a bad feeling about that one. See, Gordon, I, I don't know because I haven't at, interacted with you that much in the morning, but I'm just guessing that you're not a morning person. And no, so I wasn't. That, that would be interesting seeing uh, working uh, with you on a morning show. Wait, wasn't I, or aren't? Hmm? You said you wasn't. You wasn't? Yeah. But I'm asking, is it still that way? Are you aren't? Or are you now a morning person? 
I was I was never a morning person, although I had jobs that always required me to get up early. But I used to wake up. DJ used to tell me and Kevin used to tell me that I'd wake up about halfway through the show. So what time do you say you wake up now? Exactly. Oh, I'm up at the crack of dawn. Which is not a time. Which is, yeah, right. Because, you know, like 17-year-olds consider 10 a.m. the crack of dawn. It's the crack of dawn (laughs) somewhere. I'm I'm like a rooster, man. I am up early. Still haven't answered. Strutting Strutting around. around. Oh, please. (laughs) Do we have to get Lisa involved again? Where's my phone? I'm going to ask her what time you get up in the morning. Well, you know, it was it was I was up at the at the uh, the crock of the co- uh, crow or the crow of the crock. How does it say? Easy, <laughs> slow, slow, slow. Let's see. Let's what pronounce every sound in these words. Does Gordon usually arise? <laughs> wake up. In you I'm, want me to answer? I'm betting you. You want a specific forty-five. No. Oh, well, way later than that. No way Gordon's <laughs> out of bed by 845. Right. Well, we we are up late watching those movies. <laughs> <laughs> when was the last time you caught any of DJ and PK? Oh, I've I've done that on a fairly regular basis. When you weren't wanna, a guest. I wouldn't no, I wouldn't want to miss uh-huh. all that. Hmm. Uh, I mean, I'm not there at six AM. What what segment do they run at seven? Oh, I I don't pay attention to that stuff. Well, it's uh, been the same segment for at least a decade. Fact or fiction? <laughs> I love it that that was your answer. <laughs> I haven't done that segment in at least nine years. No, I think they that's when they do the recap of the sports news. Well, that's a broad. Isn't that what we're doing now? <laughs> I catch well, the back half. Isn't that us from 6 to 7, A to P? I when catch they get the into the sports half. news, you know? No, I, I catch the back half show? of their show. That's a, I catch the back <laughs> half. That's <laughs> when they talk sports, Jake, and give their opinions. I'm, I'm there before when they when they have the segment about the, uh, the uh, late risers who are lazy slackers. They do, they do that at 9, so. Um, they do I'm that sure. actually at 9.30. Is it 9.30? Yeah. 9, 9.30. Yeah. It's all about the same. <laughs> Another show you don't listen to, The Movie Zone, coming up tonight at 7 o'clock. Tune well, in for what's our one. poll question? Uh, you know what the poll question is. Oh, yeah, I do Name know us a is. movie that was actually better than the book. And what answers all are you getting? All of them. Well, I don't what? think that that actually exists, but I gave the snarky answer, Battlefield Earth. <laughs> What, what, what's a, a dominant, uh, a predominant kind of title that uh, the movie is seen as better? We'll talk about it at 7. Tune oh, in. A hand. It's Come called on. the tease. I know. Give us a hint. Actually, give that'll us... be around 7.20 tonight, that particular segment. I know. Give us one example. I did. What? Or Jake did. Battlefield Earth. Uh, I'm asking you. I, I'll give you my opinion at 7 o'clock. Oh, brother. Stay tuned. Um, so stubborn. The Athletic has a, f- a very revealing piece about uh, what's going on. Uh, Just in tell us now, RSL. Jake. Don't tease it. Just tell us now. Andy Williams gave an interview, and uh, whew, there's some stuff in it. We'll get to it coming up next. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This 
is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Welcome on back. Thanks for making us part of your day. Big thanks to Ron Boone for jumping on the show, man. Love talking to Booner. That was fun. We're going to get that up online. Well, not fun. That's not the right word because we got into some pretty serious stuff. But uh, it was good to hear from him on this stuff. Certainly a valued voice in our community. Speaking of serious stuff. Yeah, well, let's get into this. Uh, this, There's a story in The Athletic that was written by uh, several people. Chris uh, Camrani, our good friend, uh, Sam Steskel. Am I saying that right, Austin? Steskel? Uh, Paul uh, Tenorio and Meg Linehan, um, who wrote, uh, really, it's a a long article, Gordon, on Deloy Hansen. The the meat of it is an interview with Andy Williams. And, of course... um, if you're familiar with RSL, you know Andy Williams, right? He was on the initial team back in uh, in 2005. After he retired in 2011, he headed up the team's scouting department and has been in the front office until April when he was furloughed, uh, furloughed by RSL. But uh, he relayed some um, stories about uh, Deloy Hansen and his interaction with uh, people of color and really just other people that is really quite alarming. Gordon, I, I don't know exactly where to start in this Um uh, let's let's start with uh, Andy's quote. This is what he said about uh, Deloy. He said, quote, that's just how he is. He's a bleeping racist, to be honest. I've been in situations where it's like Donald Sterling, former Clippers owner. He says he says something and it's like, oh, my God, what did he just say? It's Donald Sterling, Sterling part two. It's just unbelievable. It's crazy how he doesn't see that the stuff that he says affects people. And then uh, they go on to talk about a number of different stories. Um, and, and to the athletics credit, there's good reporting here. They've, um, they've not just taken uh, one source on all this. They've confirmed a bunch of these stories. And it, it is, it's, it's alarming. Um <clears throat> Here's uh, there. There's one where uh, Deloitte uh, met. Um, let's see, Kellen Acosta, who was playing for FC Dallas at the time, and they were down there to see a youth game. But RSL had lost to uh, um, had lost to Dallas the day before, and Acosta had actually scored. And uh, Deloitte Hanson was with Weibel and Williams and others, and they ran into Kellen Acosta. And uh, uh, I'll just read from the report. Weibel said, quote, hey, Deloy, this is Kellen Acosta, one of the guys who scored against us last night. Now, this is uh, Andy Williams telling the story. Uh, Kellen said hello. And the first comment that Deloy made was something like, hey, Craig, when are we going to lynch this guy? Kellen was right there. He said this right in front of him. I just turned around and walked away uh, and left the conversation. I just walked away. I couldn't even deal with it. Hmm. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. Uh, here's uh, here's another one that uh, Williams relayed uh, involving the club's equipment manager Kevin Harder. 
Uh, Harder was apparently giving, getting into his car when they were report, uh, approached by Hansen and his then-wife. Hansen called out to Harder, who is of Middle Eastern descent, about a dispute that had arisen between Harder and an intern on the athletic training staff. At some point during his conversation with Harder, Williams said, Hansen used the N-word. He runs up to Harder and is like, hey, I have a beef with you. You can't be doing this. You can't be doing that. And all of a sudden, N-word drops, said Williams. His wife was like, Deloy, you can't say that. And everybody looked at me, and I'm just like, what? What did I just hear? And then he said it again, unquote. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of speechless on that. That is unfreaking believable I will tell you this, that I talked to somebody who was uh, in that organization. And at one point, he was trying to decide whether he's going to stick around or not. And I said, well, what's, uh, what's the hang up? And he said, this is a direct quote. He said, I don't think I can work for that bleeping bleep. Well, it's an issue. And, and getting back to what he said earlier today on X96, um, his original statement uh, when he jumped on the radio this morning, um, I don't know. It, it just seems like, Gordon, when you when you take the stance that he did, and again, this is America, you can take the stance you want, but you're not free from consequences necessarily. And one of the consequences of this, Gordon, is people aren't going to want to work for him. And they're not going to want to play for him, which is more important, I'm sure, to RSL fans is how do you convince, you know, valuable soccer players, good soccer players, players that help you win matches, how do you convince them to come to this team and play for somebody who does not uh, overtly show respect? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they, you're exactly right. Um, and they're, they're just like Trey said, he said that a lot of uh, there's a lot of people who have left there who would be eager to come back. Uh, if certain things were different. Did you read the quote from uh, Nick Romando? Yeah, I did. And they're very strong. And he he said flat out the players aren't going to want to play for him. I mean, Nick Romando, I mean, he's a respected dude in this community. He said when he, was, when he asked about the comments, he said, appalled, disgusted, but quite honestly not surprised. These players are taking a stand for what they believe is right. They have a platform to be able to speak and bring awareness for the world to see an issue that is far more pressing and important than any kind of revenue right now. The lack of compassion for the players and their experience feels a lot like that old saying, shut up and play. Hmm. Um, I would encourage people to go read the, uh, read the piece for, uh, for yourself there in The Athletic, um, just because it is, it is very thorough, and it would be impossible to get to all of it in, a, in a one radio segment. But, you know, start, part of the cultural stuff that we've talked about, Gordon, and we've been talking about, I want to read this quote from Andy Williams, because this isn't, you know, everybody's kind of uh, going after uh, Deloitte for, for good reason. But this, this quote really stood out to me, actually, about okay. uh, culture and, and maybe the culture RSL is fostering over there. But, but I would guess this is very common. Um, William said, quote, you're working, uh, you're working. You just throw it under the bleeping rug like you're, well, here, let me give some backstory before, or background before I read this quote. He's talking about why he didn't, Andy himself didn't uh, file an HR complaint or, or speak up. 
And this is what he said. He says, quote, you're working. You just throw it under the bleeping rug and you're like, whatever. Oh, well, if no one else is going to say anything, I'm not going to say anything. I'm the only black guy in the front office. What am I going to say? If they're not saying anything, who am I to say anything? Everyone always says in the aftermath, oh, my God, I can't believe he said that. But you can go down the list of things he said about coaches, players, all that stuff. At a certain point, you just roll your eyes, unquote. I, I think that's important to say because uh, I, I'm sure that there are a lot of people in in Andy's circumstance where they say, wow, I probably should do something about this. But you're almost compelled not to, almost silenced because you're alone and nobody else, everybody else is tolerating it, right? Nobody no. else wants to say anything. But see, this is the problem. This is where people need to speak up. If they do in this situation, they might get fired, you know? How, I mean, someone needs to speak up and say, hey, man, that's not right. Stop it. I don't care if he is the owner. If this is true, what Andy is saying here, come on. Come well, on. like I said, a lot of this stuff is corroborated. They they have it from um, from multiple sources. Pretty amazing to Mandy, Andy, who who was furloughed in April, and, and it says in this, this article, he says, yeah, I'm not going back, especially now. <laughs> And he's gone on the record. Well, I, 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 there are certain people who worked over there who I have tremendous respect for as honest, uh, really smart people. And they have said all kinds of things that they can't work there. They couldn't work there because anymore because they couldn't take it. That's not right. That is, that is messed up. Again, and this- I know the lawyer and I have had our battles in the past and uh but this this comes as not much of a surprise to me some of these things based on what others have told me yeah yeah well he's just he's this isn't a smart move from a sports owner everything aside and i i know you're uh we were talking about this earlier and you'd want somebody to believe it and not necessarily be strategic but i i can't get past the the idea that uh, for somebody who who makes a living selling tickets to sporting events this just seems like a terrible move to me yeah and i know he's tried to walk some of it back but (laughs) you can't go on uh you can't go i'm gonna walk this stuff back well he can't walk any of this back well i don't think he's gonna walk his his segment on x96 back this morning either I, no. I mean, it, it, he had a night to sit about, uh, sit and think about it. And, in fact, in this athletic piece, it points out that he didn't talk to the team at all yesterday. He didn't uh, address them. He didn't make an effort to do it. And, and I guess, stewed on it all night that he had to jump on radio from hell this morning, hijack their show, and, and, and get something off his chest for 15 minutes. I don't know how, I don't know how Deloy Hansen can continue to own this team. Well, that's what Ramondo and that's what Andy Williams is saying that uh, that uh, Major League Soccer needs to step in. Yeah, I just I, based on the way uh, the sentiment is these days for this stuff to come out. I mean, I just don't know how he can function as an owner. All right, stay tuned. Uh, we'll have more coming up next. It is the Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, ninety-seven five and twelve eighty of the Zone.
Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I've got uh, I've got some uh, cracking news. Uh, sources sources close to Gordon Monson indicate that he might not be the early riser that uh, he's claiming. How close? Oh, yeah. Jake? Sources? Quite close. What Would you say very, very, very close? Very close. Would would know the habit. You did not. You did not text my wife, did you? <laughs> Don't reveal sources. I can't reveal. Can't reveal. If any you texted sources. my wife, I'm gonna beat you the next time I see you. <laughs> he oh, did man. it on air. Remember? I did do it on air. Where are you paying attention? Uh, no, your wife has your back, Gordon. She says uh, he usually gets up around eight. So p.m. <laughs> on the weekend. I just wanted to go with sources. The source is close to the situation. But she said, no, Gordon gets up and is is uh, active and uh, functional in the mornings. At one point or another. <laughs> At one point or another. <laughs> just so in no, time for lunch. No, you know, my my source confirmed that, uh, that uh, you are a productive morning person. Oh, all right. Your source. My source. Okay. <laughs> If you contacted my wife, I, I'm not kidding you, Jake. I'm, I know where you live. Wait, I did it. I, I texted her on air. You heard me do it. Hmm. All right. All well, I said. I don't pay much attention. All I said was, "What time does Gordon usually wake up in the morning?" Uh, she, she definitely thought I was trying to get her in trouble. Hmm. Yeah. Which I was not. I was just contacting my source. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you didn't get her in trouble. She got you in trouble. <laughs> uh, my, you got you in trouble. But my source is always accurate on on such things, you know, like the diaper changing scandal of 2016. Hey, Austin, you think you know a guy, you think a guy's a friend, and he goes behind your back, contacts your wife, and finds private information. Wait a minute, yeah. behind your back? It, it, it was we on, have a, we're it on was, a radio show. It was live on air in segment <laughs> with you co-hosting with him. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but I wasn't paying attention to what you were You doing. thought he was Googling what time does Gordon get up? I don't... <laughs> but also, if you were looking for information about Jake for a, an article, Mr. Journalist, who would you go to? Oh, straight to Naz. Yeah, exactly. To the source. <laughs> the source You're again. no dummy. That's where you go. <laughs> go as close as you can and then circle further out. Oh, man, Gordon. But I, I, I'll tell you what. I worked that morning shift for a few years. Yeah, you did a morning show back in the day. That morning shift is, is something else. Yeah, I did it for four years. I think it was about four. And, uh, yeah, so I it was fun. I tell but. people all the time about that or, or when, when people, like uh, I'm talking to Hatch or somebody that just takes over the morning shift, and I say, if anybody tells you you get used to it, they're lying. <laughs> I did it for years, and I never got used to it. I hated my life for the first half hour of my life every single day. That's what, what I tell people. What time does Jake Hatch get up? Oh, I'm sure like four. He 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 wakes around four quarter to four. Yeah, because yeah. he also lives about an hour away. Yeah, he's got a bit of a commute. Yeah, you get up that. I, I once, I once had a job as a custodian, and I used to get up at uh, like four o'clock in the morning to go in and and. The uh, Dupont family made you get up at four in the morning. <laughs> I don't buy it. Yeah, and is it custodial work when you're working for the Duponts? When you're in a three-piece suit, tuxedo, please. <laughs> They kept things formal, and they send a car to pick you up. I'm not. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna give you guys one more bit of information because you'll distort it no matter what I say. Oh, uh, we're not distorting anything. Is that used the to, jo- is that the job? Used to vacuum. About? Used to vacuum and dust and uh, 
empty garbage cans and all kinds of stuff. Come on, man. the DuPonts aren't letting you run the vacuum at four in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> That's not happening. Yeah, brother. Yeah, but that morning shift is is the real deal. Man, that's 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 rough. I'm proud of you for doing that for four. Only years. heroes and weirdos are up at that hour. It's it's wild. I'll tell you what. You know what? Uh, and not that anybody particularly cares about this, but you know what the 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 hardest part of that job was is you were always up before the plow. You know, so if it were snowing a lot, like you didn't have the nice luxury of a plowed road, you just you were to, suddenly plowing third yeah, east with your Hyundai right. Sonata. Yeah. Oh, I had a Buick Saber at the time. Uh. She. She could clear some snow. Don't get me wrong, but it was a little frightening. That's not an all-wheel drive vehicle. No, it is not. <laughs> but but it weighed at least ten tons, so that did help. It was a very heavy car, very sturdy. Uh, the Buick Saber. That thing was, man. You remember that car? Yes, I do. Are you kidding me? I love that, that thing. Car. Clear, it did clear the road. I love that. Wait, car. I have a question for you guys. All right. We just got a group text. Somebody sent this, and I want to know who it was. Uh, that's <laughs> that's uh, our friend. Should we say who it is? Yeah, we can, we just can't read the text, but yeah, we uh, that's our good friend Tim Lacombe. Ah, hi Tim. Okay. Hope all's I well. I didn't recognize the. Well, that's because. By the way, do you still never put numbers into your phone? That used to be a thing with you. Is that still a thing? Uh, I have I have a bunch, but I some I've 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 forgotten to and, put in there. And here's here's my compliment to you because you didn't put uh, your numbers in your phone for a very long time. You had more telephone numbers memorized than any human I've ever known. Yeah, but I've started to forget them now. Oh no, you can't let that go. I remember one day, uh, who was our producer at the time? Maybe it was Will or somebody like that. He was like, "Oh, I've got to call the uh, BYU SID uh, department." And all of a sudden, Gordon's like, "Here's the number," <laughs> rattles it right off. Hmm. Well, I I will say that what he says here is true, but I, you know, I'm wait, is that a compliment? What he says here, I'm not familiar with that uh, particular zoological. Reference. Yeah, I don't know. It could be true, but is it a compliment? I think it is. Is that particular? Uh, uh, be careful! <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> Genome uh, known for such things. <laughs> I'm sorry, Tim. I'll get your name in there instead of the number right away. And now away. he's, yeah, he's offended. Said, thought he we should were boys, be. Gordo. No number in phone. That is, a, that's a, that is so disrespectful. Is it really? Yes. Is that a sign of disrespect? You're not important enough for me to save you in my phone. <laughs> no, it's more like I'm too much of a technological idiot to get it done. To hit the plus sign? To hit save? <laughs> is that what you got to do? It's... <laughs> sorry. Who has saved the numbers you do have in your phone? Where is the plus sign? Am I I'm saved lo- in your phone? Is Austin okay, I'm, in there? I'm looking, I'm looking at my phone right now. That Where's is a, a no. no. That is a wow. no. Wow. Wow. Wow what? Am I saved in your phone? Ah, uh, yes. You uh, are. I don't believe it. No, you are. You are. Because Tim just sent that, and it says it has an A and a J up there. So. Oh, I see. And that. then it has like a figure that has a number of some random person that's not important enough to be saved in your phone no he is very important tim is very important man and i think he's important and i you know i i'm gonna get this corrected i did not know it was a sign of disrespect that's a member of the party hounds there tim was going to invite you to his birthday party i know and i was looking forward to it and then COVID happened so i was too that was gonna be a good party speaking of party hounds they were going to be There's in no town. disrespect for Tim Lacombe, man. That's a guy who is smart, 
funny, fun to be around, and he's one heck of a rocker. Jeez, you, you know, nobody backpedals faster than Gordon Moses. Backpedals? How am I backpedaling? I didn't say anything disrespectful. Who I just is, didn't know how to put the phone, the name in. Who is this unimportant person On that's, air that's for sending the world us to a hear. text? Who is this person I don't care enough about to save in my phone? <laughs> I don't know how to do it. I, uh, you know, I'm sure once I learn it, because uh, somebody else put the names in earlier. <laughs> and uh, I'll, uh, I'll see what I can do. You are you are the the radio version of Nick Saban. What are you talking about? Have you seen Nick talk about how he doesn't have a phone? He doesn't know how to email. Doesn't have to do any of that because I he's, know how to do that. I just he's, don't know all the ins and outs. He's so important that he doesn't have to. <laughs> How did this go from me being technologically challenged to now me thinking I'm so self-important that I don't have to? Do you have Bowler saved in your phone? Yeah. Oh, that changed, huh? I don't need to call people. They call me. (laughs) (laughs) They call me all kinds of names. Stay tuned. More Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Wrapping up a big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Uh, Gordon, we were supposed to have a, an NBA game today. We did not. I thought uh, we, we replaced it with some uh, sometimes tricky but uh, productive conversation. Yeah, uh, look, I'm after the way I was feeling last night, I'm just glad there are going to be more games. Yeah, me you too. Know, because it really looked like there might not be for a while. But there are... Other other sports, other teams, other players, other athletes have uh, have also had a say in this and have postponed some games. Uh, I think people are really fed up with uh, with uh, racial injustice in this country, and and hopefully, I mean, I think that's a good thing. I, I hope that this will have an impact that will change the world. Well, we'll we'll see. I mean, we're in we're in times none of us have seen before, so I think we're just learning things day by day, Gordon. That, uh, that's for sure. Hey, can I uh, change the subject real quick before we get sure. out of here? Uh, so you treat uh, me like Google constantly. Can I treat you like a like a Google reminder, uh, real okay. quick? Uh-huh. Uh, Google reminder for tomorrow's show. Uh, because so much of this is has been going on, uh, we have not had a chance to talk about uh, Larry Scott and his disastrous behavior this week. Could <laughs> can you please uh, uh, can you please uh, put it in that uh, brain of yours, Gordon, that we we really need to talk about this tomorrow because yeah. it's it's not good. Oh yeah, we have Gordon's list tomorrow. Will you put that on the list for me? I will put will that on the list. Will you put that on the list because we need to what, talk about it? What did Canzano uh, call? He called him an empty suit. <laughs> Uh, you know what? Uh, interestingly enough, that's not the first time I've heard Larry Scott called that. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, okay, we put that on the list for me tomorrow. I know you're in full editorial control over the list, but can I make that small request? No, I, I, done. All right. Uh, we'll have Gordon's list tomorrow. Looking forward Should to that. Should we get a Gordon's list suggestion box going? That would like be Like you had at your old job back in the day? <laughs> Do we submit anonymously? Yeah, okay. where you and I just put slips of paper in a box. And, no, that wasn't me. Huh? That was the other guy. All right, Gordo. Well, be well tonight, my friend, and I'll uh, I'll talk to you tomorrow on the show. You too, and uh, all the best to all our listeners. It's the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.